Should somebody be talking to you about prior exposure? I'm talking about prior exposure that may be driving your current brain and mental health symptoms. Most of the clients I have encountered over my years of treating clients and observing clients have been, they were asked specifically about the symptoms they were experiencing around the different mental health symptoms. But they were never asked about the inflammatory prior exposure processes that may be driving the symptoms. And those questions do get to matter. Hello friends, welcome to the Limbic Podcast, where we are going to talk about holistic, integrative, and nutritional, as well as root cause approaches to brain and mental health. Listen, your brain and your body comes equipped with their own healing machines. My name is Umu Benjamin, and I am a holistic, integrative, and nutritional psychiatry nurse practitioner with over 21 years of medical nursing experience, as well as a brain health coach. I wanted to take time today to ask you these questions because I want to pique your clinical interest and clinical critical thinking about questions that are going to help you navigate your mental health and your brain health journey. And this question becomes very vital because many times it is within the questions that we ask ourselves or ask with, around ourselves in terms of asking people around us that helps us educate and actually update what is our knowledge base towards supporting self-development and well-being. So one of the questions I'm going to ask you today is what happened to you? Yes, like what happened to you? And this is in regard to the fact that many times our prior exposures and our prior experiences actually produce what are metabolic and cellular changes and remodeling that affect what becomes the current person we are today. So what happened to you? I almost want to encourage you to take time and write this down and write down what have been some of the adversities, the experiences, and any aspect of life that has happened to you. Just list them out because as we go through this post and we go through this video, you may get to understand why those questions becomes important or why that specific question about what happened to you becomes important. Question number two, how were you born? Imagine sitting in a psychiatric office or mental health provider office and somebody asked you, How were you born? You get to be like, what are you talking about? My mom gave birth to me. Or I was adopted. Or I was born by C-section. Now, all of those answers I actually gave you still are critical. Or the fact you answered them that way is very critical. But the question now gets to be, how were you born? And this becomes a very critical question because As an integrative approach when it comes to mental health and brain health, there is so much knowledge and information that can be found in how were you born. So let's talk about some of the answers to those questions. But now these becomes the answers or the insights I want you to step back and truly utilize in your life. Maternal stress exposure, how were you born? If your mom was exposed to high levels of stress during your pregnancy, she directly impacted what is your cellular exposure to stress. 
you would tie down to her by the very cells of her being. We're talking about if she breathed any amount of oxygen, you breathed in the same amount of oxygen. If she had good blood flow, you received the same blood flow. If she had a lot of stress, you directly got assaulted by the increase of that stress hormones in utero. Babies, we do have a lot of studies that do show that babies that were exposed to high levels of stress hormones or cortisol in utero do get to be babies that are born with exposure to different neurodevelopmental symptoms. One research shows that prenatal environment that are associated with high levels of stress actually led to neurodevelopmental symptoms that can be shown as some of the symptoms we have when it comes to anxiety, neurocognitive symptoms, because the direct exposure that you experienced while you were in utero within your mom's womb activated your hypothalamic pituitary access, your HPA access. It also activated your neuroendocrine hormones, which led to different predisposing factors that can impact your neurocognitive and your emotional well-being. So we're talking about these are going to be babies or maybe get to be you being born with aspect of having poor tolerance to psychological distress. So we're talking about emotional distress or possibly having neuropsychiatry symptoms. The question now gets to be, were you that child? So how were you born? Another question under that how were you born gets to be maternal hypertension, maternal high blood pressure. If your mother had hypertension or high blood pressure during pregnancy, it means she changed through that aspect of high blood pressure. She changed what is the blood flow, the oxygen, and the nutrients that supported your well-being. This is a big one. High blood pressure during pregnancy actually causes a decrease in the total oxygenation and blood flow that you're supposed to receive. At the same time, it actually damages the blood vessels in the placenta that support you being vital during pregnancy. So moms with hypertension directly cause what becomes a decrease in blood flow to the baby, decrease in nutrients to the baby, decrease in oxygenation to the baby. So what gets to happen is this placenta in utero starts to rotten. The cells of the placenta becomes degraded because they're not getting enough nutrients and oxygenation. And the baby is truly not growing in a favorable environment. So these are babies that are gonna be exposed to severe metabolic and chemical stress. And when they're born, they're born with neurodevelopmental symptoms. Now, that's just a little aspect. But high blood pressure directly impacts the growth of the child. If your mom was not receiving adequate oxygenation and blood flow due to high blood pressure when you were in utero, it means you experience some aspect of growth retardation. Because for you to grow in utero, it means you had to have enough and adequate flow of nutrients and oxygenation and blood flow. But that gets to be hindered because the placenta is now receiving what is proper nutrient and oxygenation. So the babies tend to be smaller. 
So if you were exposed to this condition, it means on the severe end, mom experienced what's considered placenta previa, placenta abruptio. This is where the placenta becomes ineffective and it starts to detach from the mom. And when that happens, the baby in utero experiences significant distress. Of course, it is a life and death situation for most moms on the severe end of hypertension. But on the micro end, you are still being deprived of proper optimum oxygenation, blood flow, and nutrients. So these babies are born smaller for gestational age. It means you're born a little smaller. It also means you all might, you might still be delivered and being able to be vital and okay, but you notice you lag behind what is that developmental milestone because hypertension directly impacts what is your growth factor. It also directly impacts what is your neurocognitive symptoms. It also affects what becomes your brain vasculature. One research actually showed that babies that are born to moms that are hypertensive do starts to develop potential risk for activating hypertension in adolescent years. It means while you are a teenager, you are now activating what is a chronic disorder that affects your neurocognitive function, that affects your blood vessels, predisposing you to what will be early onset cognitive decline and what may be vascular dementia. It only takes one visual introduction to what a placenta looks like for a mom who is hypertensive. The placenta is dark and dusky and purplish in color and the tissue is easily turned and with those combination it means your body is going to try to grow more blood vessels to support the baby. And when it's unable to do so, it's still going to keep growing more blood vessels, but the difference gets to be as much as it's growing more blood vessels, it's not delivering more oxygenation to the baby, which still impacts your health and the baby's health. I recall one time going to work in the parking lot of the hospital. This mom is delivering and she's not having what is that precipitous birth where the baby's just coming out and the baby's healthy. She's del delivering a ball that looks like a big, huge blood clot. That's placenta abruptio, the placenta detaching from the mom and the baby coming out as it's coming, as the placenta is coming out. She was in a life and death situation because of significant blood loss. So this is one that can be very detrimental. Now, on the lower end, most mom may not get to the severe end of having what would be placenta abruptio, but the micro exposure still impacts what is brain development. If you were raised in a home where your birth mom had hypertension, it means you were grown or raised in an environment of exposure. It also means that if you are unable to truly go back and assess what is that root cause that made mom to develop hypertension, 
which can be found in what might maybe what she ate, lifestyle practices, upbringing behaviors and cultural expectations around just lifestyle practices and foods and nutrition or exercise. It also means that you may still be exposed to some of these inflammatory factors. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about in the sense that when we are raised by our parents, we actually acquire a lot of our lifestyle behaviors from our parents. And that's a natural aspect of life. But some of these natural aspects of inherited behaviors and lifestyle practices actually may still continue to predispose our brain to potential inflammatory factors. And by you going back to assess what might have been in your mom's environment and what might be in your environment, you now get to have what is that proactive insight into how do I start to alter some of these practices and behaviors to support what is my brain and mental wellness. Because if you are walking around with high blood pressure currently, it also means you are going to be exposing your brain to inflammatory processes that are affecting your mental wellness. While many times a lot of the individuals would not see the effect of it during adolescent years, but by the time you are 20 to 50, you start to activate these different neurocognitive symptoms, especially when you're supposed to be enjoying life, but now you are actually having what is the risk associated with prior exposure or inherited exposure. The other question that gets to be asked under that, how were you born, gets to be maternal high glucose. Maternal high glucose is if your mom was exposed to what is elevated blood glucose during your pregnancy, it means you were directly exposed to the metabolic and inflammatory changes that were happening in her body. And I get to say this on a low-key term in terms of what happens to mom inflammatory-wise gets to happen to the baby inflammatory-wise because you guys are connected to each other by the umbilical cord, a huge blood flow that allows her to send what is her blood and her nutrients and her oxygen directly to you. So if she had elevated blood glucose levels in her body, she fed that elevated blood glucose to you directly. This can be seen in the mom that's diabetic and diabetic is now saying we get to diagnose you with diabetes and for a lot of the moms, it's usually doing your prenatal work up. Sometimes you get to be tested and it may be discovered that you do have some risk factors associated with glucose metabolism issues. Or it may also be doing your in pregnancy or intra-pregnancy procedures and labs that it gets to be discovered that you are pre-diabetic or diabetic. And if you are pre-diabetic or diabetic, it means what is that blood levels that you are having is the same blood levels your babies have been exposed to. So most diabetic moms will give birth to babies that are very larger than the average baby. And that's because so much increase in that glucose actually predisposed the baby to having increase in hormones and growth factors that makes them very large. The babies are born with adiposity. I've seen a baby that's born and the baby looks like one year old. That baby is now at risk for actually having difficulties for adiposity as they grow, as well as developing type 2 diabetes as they grow. In other words, there's a direct correlation to mom's exposure to what becomes the outcome of these babies. It also means that what are 
the glucose intolerance issues that affected mom in her brain becomes the same glucose intolerance issues that becomes the risk factors these babies are exposed to. So what has been my experience? These babies are born, they are unable to tolerate what is just the aspect of being born. They have a lot of glucose fluctuation during the first few hours of their lives. And as an adult, and currently we do get to understand the impact that glucose plays on the brain. Glucose directly impacts your blood-brain barrier. Glucose also goes in and impacts what is those neuronal connectivities and neuronal cells. It actually causes damage to those specific neurons and cells. And if we can see the impact of high glucose on the adult's brain, imagine a newborn baby being exposed to that. The question gets to be, were you that child born to a mom that had glucose control issues or glucose metabolic metabolism issues? Research was done that showed that maternal glucose levels, the blood glucose level of your mom gets to be what impacts your neuronal health. Most of our brains do not get to develop till we're 25, but we're talking about aspects of inflammatory processes that are already being introduced to you before you were born. Study shows that offspring of moms that were diabetic actually do get to experience newer developmental symptoms, especially things like autism spectrum disorders. We do know glucose impacts anxiety. We do know glucose impacts depression. We also do know that glucose affects what is the blood-brain barrier, and that's exactly what the study showed. What is the impact glucose have on the cellular performance of our brain in our body? If you are unable to assess these factors in your mom, it means you may be walking around with predisposing factors that may still be impacting what is your current brain and mental wellness. And if it's not addressed, it means what is the true root cause for what may be the escalation in your symptoms do not get to be addressed. The third question in this series I'm talking about today gets to be, where, where are you born? Where were you born in terms of, were you born to a life that's filled with trauma? Were you born to parents that experienced trauma during the time you were in utero, during, your, during the pregnancy of you? Were you born to a mom that might have experienced aspect of trauma that would have been one of the some symptoms that do get to actually have cellular changes that impact your mental well-being? And this is a question a lot of medical providers do not ask, especially when it comes to you seeking mental health. If you were exposed to trauma, it becomes one where you are experiencing cellular remodeling and changes that do occur. Now, a lot of individuals are born into families and cultures and countries where the word trauma or the label of trauma is not truly defined it is their norm. It is their normal. And until you are given enough education and knowledge and insight into what truly trauma is, you get to walk around with what is a trauma-filled brain and body that is still fueling your mental health symptoms, but you are unable to truly associate it to the fact that you had inherited exposure to trauma. So. 
when individual goes through trauma, they experience what is a cellular metabolic change. A good reference to what is just trauma in terms of how the body keeps it is a book by um, an author, Bessel van der Kolk, K-O-L-K, I cannot pronounce his name correctly, but he wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's a very old book, but it's a very valid book. While he is talking about the psychological impact of trauma, I get to emphasize that it's not just psychological, it's cellular, cellular memory. A lot of individuals would have had some inherited trauma exposure that happened and they do not have any knowledge, awareness, or definition to it. Yet, these exposures and experiences actually is fueling what is their current presentation of mental health and brain health symptoms. Because the cells remember. We have cells in our body that actually makes antibodies to make sure we have memory of exposure to viruses and infections. Those are the same cells that are able to actually have you experience what is what may feel like a trigger, but you are not aware it's a trigger, but it is a cellular memory and it feels familiar to your body. It feels familiar to your mind. It's causing you significant distress, but you are not able to link to why is it causing these symptoms in your current presentation. And this can be very normal for individuals that are born in the world country. Part of their life is war, thrown country, famine, poverty, and abuse. And trauma is not a label or definition that's used. They don't even know that as a definition. And many times, these individuals do get to present what are mental health and behavior health and emotional dysregulation due to aspect of internal and external triggers, but yet the root cause is founded in the fact that cellular memory has what is a trauma field to experience in life. So what can be any aspect of inherited exposure to inflammatory process? And there's a lot of inherited inflammatory processes that a lot of individuals do get to experience. Being unaddressed as the potential root cause can be what impacts what is your current mental and brain well-being. So I want you to try with this post today, I want you to therefore take in four concepts actually five concepts that are going to try to help support you with navigating what are some of the inflammatory, inherited inflammatory processes I talked about. And one of them gets to be considering the impact of maternal, your maternal exposure and condition. By you understanding well where some of this inherited maternal exposure allows you to now become more insightful to the fact that you were exposed to these experiences and there's a potential risk that you may be still activating some of these processes. So we're talking about being exposed to maternal hypertension, maternal stress level, maternal high blood glucose level, how that is currently impacting your cellular and metabolic risk factors in current presentation. Another consideration gets to be considering the long-term effect of these inherited exposure. We do know individuals that have been exposed to these exposure actually do end up with neurocognitive symptoms as well as neuropsychiatry symptoms. And it does affect what is your well-being. So part of that is recognizing that the lasting consequences are gonna be things that needs to be addressed 
as you move forward in your wellness. Another consideration is just the aspect of heating trauma and cultural influences and the inflammatory factors those heating trauma and cultural influences have on our brains and our body with regards to just cellular memory. By you having to go back into your family context and history, it allows you to now have a solid foundation to understanding that yes, those were your exposures, those were your inherited risk factors, and understanding that by you assessing and targeting what may be some of these continual exposures, you get to now lay a healthier pathway ahead of you that supports your wellness. And that gets to be you participating in different type of therapy that still allows you to investigate these inherited traumatic and cultural experiences while understanding those were experiences that still do not 100% get to labeled or determine your positive outcomes. In other words, you have the power within you to overcome what may be the potential risk factors associated with those inflammatory inherited exposures. And number four, assessing and accepting your wellness, your wellness journey. A lot of the individuals that have gone through some of these maternal inflammatory exposures and traumatic exposure, sometimes due to the brain remodeling that happens, get to feel hopeless and helpless as if they are unable to propel in a positive direction and I want to help you understand that wellness is very much possible it's grounded in educating yourself becoming very knowledgeable and insightful of what are your prior exposures what may be some of your current continued exposures and how do you get to identify them and how do you get to define them and how do you get to put in measures that support you combating what may be the further inflammation they have on your brain and relative mental well-being. And the fourth or fifth consideration gets to be self-monitoring. Having to acquire the knowledge around this exposure is very instrumental to your well-being. But now having to put in actionable monitoring that supports you having to be more accountable in detecting examining and assessing how these factors are impacting what is your metabolic and inflammatory processes as well as your sympathetic tone becomes one that's very crucial to preventing further inflammatory processes on the brain if you are unable to monitor these factors means you get to predispose yourself to developing potentially developing high blood pressure potentially developing glucose intolerance and glucose sensitivity issues or glucose metabolism uh, metabolism issues and all of that impacts what is your mental well-being so by you being able to actively monitor the impact these have on your current person means you are practicing preventive medicine and that brings me to my last consideration having to put in place holistic and preventive approaches it means you adopting a lifestyle that becomes more holistic in, in nature and more preventive in nature gets to actually prevent you from activating a lot of these inflammatory processes. While we may have inherited exposures, while we may have genetic predisposition, many times it is within what is our lifestyle choices and behaviors that activate some of these inherited inflammatory processes that further worsens our brain health. By us putting in holistic and preventive measures, 
we are directly able to impact and avoid activating a lot of these inflammatory processes that do tend to cause mental and cognitive decline and mental health well-being issues. So remember, part of holistic and integrative approach to wellness becomes you having to look for what are some of these hidden, inherited inflammatory processes that have been one given to you, not by choice, but just by life, but it becomes where you now become so proactive in understanding what they are and putting in the proper measures and actionable measures that supports you in terms of not having to activate them. And by you doing this, you do not only get to impact what is your well-being for a positive outcome and positive effect and positive change, but you also get to impact what is your genetics, your cellular and metabolic processes that gets to prevent your future generation from ever having to activate some of these inflammatory processes. If this post resonates with you, please feel free to share with a friend or family or any medical provider that may need to understand these are some of the potential inflammatory processes that may be affecting your brain health. And I want you to remember this podcast is for empowerment purposes. It's not intended to treat your particular medical condition. It's meant to provide you with education and insight. I always want you to always refer back to your medical provider for proper treatment and recommendation. I also want you to feel free to share this podcast with them and their team. In case this is a concept that is new to you and you feel it is something that is of concern to you and you feel that your wellness journey and health pathway and journey may benefit from them having to understand these are some of the hidden potential inherited inflammatory processes that may be affecting your brain and mental wellness. If this podcast again resonates with you, please feel free to comment, to share, and thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.